going to do an in-person live Finding Focus episode uh, because we're especially going to be really focused now that we've just finished a three-day offsite. We have spent a lot of time together, the three of us, over the last three days. We've gotten into a lot of topics. Transcending the bullshit. Yes, wearing the shirt given to us by our amazing CTO, it says transcend the bullshit. So you know we're here to talk about focus today. I want to start out with a question that is core to all the strategies, all the details we talked about, which is our values as a company. One of our stated values is focus. Can we just chat a little bit? I'd love each of your take on why did we settle on focus as a core value? And how do you see that actually applying when we do at the company? So either of you kick it off. I'm going to take a sip and then I'll give my two cents too. Yeah, I mean, I, at every other company I've been at, everyone's running at lots of different problems versus all running at the same problem. Mm-hmm. And there's too many initiatives and too many priorities. And so I think we were set out to how do we build a company that has the DNA of what we've all wanted that didn't work in our prior companies. And we found it's hard. Right? It's, uh, and we've always got like lots of ideas or new things. And how do you balance idea generation and new ideas with also staying focused, right? So how do you be like, you want ideas, but we only want them in these areas, but then what if there's a good idea elsewhere? So I think it's been a really interesting journey for me personally. So. Yeah, I think it's very similar. We are very ambitious and have lofty goals of what we want to accomplish and norms we want to change. At the same time, we're very resource constrained being an early stage startup. It can be very scrappy. And with that, we need to be very selective. It's not about finding good ideas. We have a ton of good ideas. Yeah, we've got a lot of good it's, ideas. It's what are the best ideas and how do we best utilize the, the limited capacity that we have to ensure those have the best chance of success without chasing in too many directions. And I'm guessing anybody listening is probably, I mean, anybody in our stage company, certainly, probably the larger companies as well, has seen this. Too many great ideas. Oftentimes, people end up running in different directions. Let's do what's like the one thing we try to we try some things we do a lot of successful things. What's the one thing for each of us that we actually think is working to do that to hit that focus? Because, like you said, we don't always succeed. It is a constant struggle. What is like the actionable thing? Well, like, the thing we're doing in Spin Led by Alan is the the giving the entire team the strategic framework that underpins what we're spending our time on. And even now, like we had to go back at this offsite and refresh it and take another look at it and see. What was working and what wasn't, and I think I've been in many companies where you don't understand the why, and so if the executives are saying, "Great, we're doing this thing," but you don't understand the why, it can be tough. I think it, my last company, they did, they tried very hard to do it, but it could be hard. So I think making that all of that entire thought process visible has been working well for us. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Definitely for our size, I think we put a lot of time into that strategy framework and making sure not only are we capturing what we want everyone focused on but making sure everyone sees, feels heard and we hear your ideas. We know they're great. We're just not doing them now. And so they're on the board. Everyone can see them because we can advocate for them later. But you can very clearly see here's where our focus lies, here's where it may be in the future, and here's how it ladders up to our ultimate goals as the company that's going to level us up and enable us to get to those future good ideas. Yeah, both really good. So we've got the strategy framework to tell us the why. We've also got within the framework the ability to say why not something, like to have a place where we put things that are why not. Um, that kind of comes actually to the core of the product, right, too, which is setting boundaries. Like in order to do the thing you want to do, you the harder thing potentially is to not do things, is that removal of things. I'm trying to think what my addition would be, like another actionable thing that we do. Well, we set boundaries, which is you said no meeting Fridays. That's right, yeah, for focus. <clears throat> trying to do the no meeting Fridays. Um, 
doing that, blocking some focus time on calendar. I don't know that everyone does it, but I know that some of us have started adopting that. That's really helped me, for sure. Time blocking always comes up with focus for some reason. We have to really analyze whether, how, whether and how it works. But I, it's good. I think we I see effort on everyone on the team trying to operate as asynchronously as possible. We don't have meetings for statusing purposes, therefore going deeper and asking questions and getting further understanding. We deal with statusing issues in Slack channels or routing a memo or whatever it might be. You can mm -hmm. get the info when you're ready to divert from your focus to consume that info. If you need to partake in the meeting to go deeper on that information, you can. Yeah. But it's hard percent okay to sit out. We, we don't force mm -hmm. people to attend every single meeting. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Though. And to that idea that like, if you don't show up to the meeting unless there's an agenda, but the idea that there, the agenda is about moving things forward. It's not yeah. about just catching up and right. getting all that done in the async way. Absolutely. One of the other questions I have is that's a little bit of what we've done for the team. Is there anything else that you guys use from a focus standpoint that you actually find? I know I'm going right to the tips and tricks. <laughs> anything else that you actually find works? Like really for you, for yourself? I, I guess Slack is, is important for the team, but it's also tough. So what I do is I do a lot of like saving. Yeah. And I'll go through like once a week on the save diet. Like if I, it's the classic email triage technique with Slack, which is either I'll get to it immediately or I will tag it and get to it like tw in yeah, twice a week. And so I, I may not have communicated that out for the team, which I think is important around the norms, but it's like you're going to get like a rapid fire. Yeah, I, I don't want to have to think two or three times about Slack. It's either going to be like right then or never, or, or yes. it gets one more chance and then it's gone. Slack can get awfully messy, so you found a way that that for you that's working to at least keep it from being chaotic. Anything that pops up to you? I I, yeah. I, I mentioned the time blocking for me. I do think I've actually right. started putting those focus like NM focus time. And every so often I will give one up very thoughtfully if a project needs to move forward. But I'm trying. I'm trying to see how it works for me. I actually just want to see if it actually does work or not. I'm still in the progress of learning that one. Yeah, I, I think it is blocking. Uh, whether it is the focus Fridays, which however you want to interpret that, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean. Right. You're sitting alone in your own thoughts necessarily for Andy. He uses that focus so time to catch up with calls with external people. Um, but for me, it's like, how do I condense my meetings to Tuesdays if I can? Mm. I, I really appreciate the cost of context switching, especially in the engineering and product side. If you can go deep into a problem space and not get interrupted, and that might be days, not hours, on certain problems. Um, that can be really valuable to getting to solutions. and. It is challenging having to um, be a key stakeholder in many initiatives and try and keep them moving forward and unblocking people at the same time. So I think that's the the constant debate of <laughs> protecting your own time but also enabling others. Enabling others, certainly. You know, one of the things that I think has been really interesting as we talk more about focus and we say focus is a value and we're building a business to help people focus is we're meeting other companies that are also aligned around this idea of focusing and attention. And we're slowly kind of gathering this cadre of friends that are seeing the world in the same way that we do. Um, I was just thinking we'd give a quick shout out to like some of those companies that we see that were like, ah, I see you're getting that same seed of excitement around how do we help people focus, manage their attention, whatever the mechanism is to get there. Any companies that come to mind that we want to give a quick shout out to in terms of like, oh, I like, I like the way you're thinking. I mean, I love all the calendar companies. Um, yeah, it's calendars. Calendly, Chili Piper, who we've got a couple of advisors at, Clockwise, who we're starting to spend more time with. It's definitely deeply aligned with our philosophy around focus as well. Yeah. I, I'm inspired to see 
Apple, even borrowing some of the concepts that we talk about. Mm -hmm. like we, we kick around these ideas when I talk about ambition. It's, it's frustrating, but also inspiring to see very large corporations embracing these same concepts and trying, uh, maybe not as good as we think we could be doing it or yeah. targeted or had a, a key priority. Yeah, within. Tim Cook. <laughs> um, but you know, you see things like focus mode, rebranding of do not disturb to focus mode recently. Yeah. Uh, even I, there's iMessages, you have an unknown senders feature you can turn on that takes those messages to a new place. So other people are finding similar solutions to the same problem space that we are. And so seeing that in the competitive landscape is encouraging that we're on something really, really I guess, well, Yeah, it proves that what we're doing is, it, it's new, but at the same time, there's pull for it. Yeah. Um, the other one I would just throw out, maybe the marketer in me says, when I look at those inspiration, there is that whole side of the wellness apps too. Like you and I were talking about design-wise and like thinking about helping people in their lives, you get those kind of the Calm app, the Headspace, the ones that are a different angle at it, but they're also thinking about how do we help people kind of stay zeroed in on the human side of things, the attention, so yeah. All right, before we go, we're gonna keep it short because we have to be in focus mode because we gotta get out of our Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> but um, last thing is, I think I sent you guys this question last night, but what's a slightly controversial take or a slightly like hot take on focus? And when I say that, I will um, I will say my hot hot take slash controversial thing is we talk a lot about focus, but the other side of it is is the world of distraction is actually serves like a psychological purpose for people. So whenever we talk about focus, I always like to make sure I'm like you can't be focused all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we're like focus, 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 but Lord, our brains are not built for that. So I guess the hot take on focus is it comes along with. Make sure you're giving yourself some totally unfocused time. Um, it doesn't have to be controversial, like start a flame war. Right. You know, I, so. I think it's like I think all of these systems and tools that put the burden on the individual to it's their job to be focused. I think what David's doing is it's saying we're trying to force the people that are interrupting you to think. And I think I'm really passionate about the concept of norms, and I've been spending a lot of time on that. Of, I mean, I know up until this podcast that Tuesday was your meeting day. And if I had known that, I might have been more considerate on other ones. And so I think there's a lot of it's like, how do we help our users and our people um, like share out how they want to be treated so that they don't have to do all the work? Yeah, I think a, a, not a hot take, but I think what we're trying to do here is what Andy's saying is return that autonomy to the user. We have so many companies out there that are trying to hijack your attention and that don't allow you to focus. And so how do we give the power back to the individuals? A big part of that. But I would say, you know, to your point, Melissa, like if you are too much in your own zone, if you're not taking in external inputs mm -hmm. and revalidating your, your focus in the direction you're going in, you could end up in a very wrong place. Mm -hmm. So I would say how we embody that at Gated is we also work out loud. And it doesn't mean I need anyone's focus on this, but I am using the company as a sounding board, and if someone can help steer me in a new direction or give me new information or inputs into the focus I have, mm -hmm. I want to be continually sharing what I'm focusing on. It doesn't mean be quiet and shut out the world and go heads down for a super long period of time and hope you come to the right conclusion. Yeah, yeah I agree. I think we're world-class at working out loud as a company. It's a good skill set to have. Gotta get well, to we got to get going. Bye, everybody. Bye. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Coffee cheers. cheers.